everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Man Wolfpack Podcast. Kind of need to have a tap the mic, how does this thing work moment. It's been a while. It's been a while. Last week and a half or so, it's been very, very hectic. Graduation, getting back from a trip, It's it's been a long time. But we're back and we're here to stay for a while. So that's the thing. No more stuff in the, in the near future. We'll be here. We'll be back. Regular schedule. So we do apologize. We had a lot going on, but we're back. That's the important thing. The most important thing is we are now officially alumni mm-hmm. of NC State University. So I'm going to see. I'm going to call myself there. And congrats to anybody else who is listening who, uh, who may have graduated this past weekend. Congratulations. Um, a lot of hard work. It doesn't seem like four years for us. Can't speak on other people's behalf, but uh, <laughs> man, it really, really flew by. They say it's some of the best. Say it's the best four years of your life. It definitely was some of the best years of my life so far, and I assume probably will be uh, for my entire life. Um, so I'm sure if you weren't there, since there were like limited tickets and all that jazz, um, we assume you'd like to hear about graduation a little bit. Even if you don't, we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> So, um, Anderson, go ahead and start with what were your expectations for the graduation? Let's not start there. Uh. Let's not start there. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Russell Wilson, okay? You stink. <laughs> you left us again. <laughs> twice. Yeah, that was bad. Twice. He left early twice. To go to Dang. Kobe Bryant's Hall of Fame induction. Like, I'm not saying it's not important, but... Come on. It's your alma mater. How about the making a promise to do something and then just not sticking with it? I thought his whole speech was about sticking with it and you know working hard. And he kinda, left, and he kind of just uh, you know hung us out to dry there. But it was a know. great speech. It was a great. It would have been great. It would have been even better if he was there. Um, at least the Friday night people got to see it. No offense to these. If you were one of these one of these people, as a whole, the majority of the people. For the majors and colleges that got to go Friday night, we're not as interested in sports as the people who went on Saturday. Listen, listen, listen. The student section at Carter Finley is filled with mostly ag, natural resources, and business, business majors. majors. <laughs> yes. And all of those people, well, I think the ag people actually were Friday night, but um, yeah, agriculture where people were Friday night. But okay, business, so natural pass. resources, um, even the some of the humanities people were Communications. Saturday. Yeah. So. I mean, just, you kind of, the people that really were excited about it kind of got left out to dry. Yeah, and, you know, engineering and all the smart people were on Friday. Um, Which, I mean, if you're a sports fan, and, you know, I'm sure you enjoyed it, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that uh, are in those colleges that don't care. Actually, I heard from somebody on Friday night that um, some of the people in the audience were complaining that Russell was talking about football. During his speech. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he picked the best day to do it. See, also, the College of Design was on Saturday. They don't care, so they were in the right one. Like, you know, move somebody If, if you're generalizing, then yes. Yes, I am generalizing. And but I... It's oh, okay. Well. Listen, graduation was really fun. Bobby and I shotgun some beer in the parking lots at Carter-Finley one last time while we were students. I won. Yes, Bobby did win. He did kick my butt. But I did get my time down to four seconds at my graduation party. So, there we go. <laughs> but it was a good experience. Um, 
the speech Russell did was was actually really really good. Um, you know, he just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, beautiful weather. Couldn't ask for a better day. No, and no mass either. Yeah. So which was very 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 nice. No. I, I we didn't even think we were going to get a graduation ceremony at the beginning of the semester. So. Everything was just icing on the cake, and the fact that Russell even virtually, you know, did his speech and everything, it it was nice. It, it was, was nice. It I had was. a really good time graduating. Um, you know, and they weren't they weren't ornery about the mask, which I, that's partially because of the the announcement that was made. But as as it should have been, they didn't they didn't stress anything, which was amazing. Um, again, I feel so bad for the class of twenty twenty. Y'all didn't get to have anything. Um, Man, they hung them out to dry yeah. too. Most, <laughs> yeah. most colleges did like Sarah said the 2020 class had come to like 2021 stuff. At least at Virginia Tech, I knew that happened. Uh, at ours, it was just a brief mention. He was like, "Yeah, sorry, class 2020." He, he, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, he, he oh, did. God. He did have a very, very brief mention to him. He did. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I, about it. I remember <laughs> in um, when I was in high school. The, uh, I remember the class above me making fun, being like, guess what? We get to graduate in, like, 2020. That's just such a, like, a cool-sounding year to graduate college from. Being like, 21 sounds like it sucks. And I was like, Yeet. this year, man, I was just thinking, or and last year, I was just thinking, like, oh, yeah, how fun is it to graduate in 2020 now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but something that I think the university will do, this was the first graduation held at Carter-Finley Stadium since 1999. And it only was there from I think eighty seven to ninety nine, something like something that. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I think that the university will go to Carter Finley for graduations now. It's perfect. It's a bigger venue. Mm-hmm. You can get more people in there. It's outside, amazing. Yep. You know, have a rain site and go to PNC. I think they okay. used to do it at Riddick too before yeah. that was torn down. And it's it's just better. Like PNC. I mean, it's how much a- longer is PNC going to be our home, anyways? Like, you know, Carter Finley is going to be a staple of the university forever. Ever. Yeah, it's not going away. <laughs> Especially with that new, well, potentially the building of the new downtown arena. Yeah, well. that, that especially. So, and I wonder what happens to PNC once that goes away. Because I, I really do think NC State basketball will move to Centennial Camp. Let's build a stadium on Centennial at oh, some point. Please. I would love that. Please. Oh. I would too. Uh, I don't know. I mean,. PNC is a it's a it's a nice arena, it's a great place to see a game. There, in terms of like sight lines and stuff, there's not a bad seat in that place. Hockey's great. It's just, and you know, like like the big games and stuff. Like when we get the place rocking and everything, like it's it's great. But you know, when you're in you're playing Boston College, who cares? Yeah. That's a twenty thousand seat arena with seven thousand people there. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, our petition move graduation card Finley. Absolutely, it would be way more fun. Absolutely. It'd be better for everybody involved. Yep. Everybody. That place was packed. It like, was. It really was packed. There were people more people there. Than, the upper de- to the upper deck. Yeah, there were more people there than at um, the state football games this year. Yeah, there was, actually, which was cool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, uh, yeah, graduation, fantastic. Uh, hats off to everybody who organized it and made it possible for us to have an in-person graduation through everything that's been going on. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, thank you, NC State Football Equipment Twitter account, for uh, giving me a little shout-out there yeah, for graduating. I, I, uh, I appreciate it for seeing me in the picture, too, and not saying anything. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and I tweeted something, too, and they followed me, and I didn't get anything. I don't even think they followed me. That's the thing. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Bobby will get over it. At some point. <laughs> uh, moving on, talking about... Some uh, This is a rough topic for us, guys, especially for me, because part of me is 
wants to say, I knew it, which I can, part of me can say, I knew it. But another part of me is like, I'm an idiot. And that's NC State baseball. Start off the year, I was really, really high on this team. That's the part where I could say, I told you so. I was not as high. And then, give it a couple weeks, Bobby looked like an idiot. <laughs> Anderson looked a lot smarter. And now Anderson looks like the idiot. <laughs> it's, it, it's baseball, you know? That's part of the fun. You got your ups and downs. But at this point in the year, this is usually the time when states, you know, in a free fall, just time trying to hang on for their lives. And it's kind of been flipped. NC State started off absolutely horrendously, was in last place in the ACC at one point, and have played their way up to uh, the number four spot right now. Depending how things go this weekend, NC State could be the two seed in the ACC tournament. That's unbelievable. It, it, the weird thing about this turnaround, especially when you're looking at the, the bullpen arms, like, you know, okay, a turnaround would have been maybe getting back to 500 in the ACC, something like that. No, State's gone on and beaten ranked teams consistently. I mean, just swept number 16 Pittsburgh, beat the brakes off UNCW, um, beat won the series against Wake Forest. I mean, you barely lost that second game. That was a close one. Swept Virginia Tech, who was number 15. Um, you lost the series Notre Dame, but they're number 7. But it, it was a close series the it whole was. way through. And what were they? Oh, yeah, swept Carolina. I mean, I guess it all started with a sweep in Carolina. But, like, yeah. they have overpowered teams – like, they were getting beat early on in the season. Like, it has yep. just been a total 180. And it's something I haven't seen state baseball before, except when, you know, state starts off this hot and then collapses at the end of the year and loses every game. <laughs> <laughs> except it just seems like the hot streak's coming at the end of the season, which I guess is encouraging. But I'll talk about expectations for the postseason later, but I'll, I'll let Bobby finish off his, it's, like, thoughts. It's – you are peaking at the right time. If you're, I mean, I, you know, it's baseball. You're gonna have a hot streak. You're gonna have a cold streak. I would rather be hot now, a thousand percent now, than at the beginning of the year, which is what state usually does. Um, it, state doesn't have many, you know, taking two out of three series. State's gonna win the series. They're sweeping you. It's either this entire year has either been okay. This team is better than us, or we are a lot better than you. Yep. Like, there's not much. Okay, that series could have gone either way. Um, really the only series that I see that in is the Notre Dame series. In game one, that was a game State should have won. Um, Clemson, yeah, kind of, but Clemson was just better that weekend. So, pitching, pitching was really yeah. bad that weekend. NC State has come out and punched teams in the mouth. 15-3 and three on the road. 15-3. and three. And if you look at ACC play, uh, I believe it is 12, 13 of those wins – are on the are uh, on the road or, or of those fifteen that are on the road twelve or thirteen are ACC play in ACC play NC State is five and ten at home five and ten averaging four runs a game Jeez. on the road twelve and thirteen and three and is averaging nine runs a game it's this streak right now is unreal very weird year for nc state baseball definitely not your traditional year and it seems like they're getting production from every single spot in the lineup too they are the quality of that that was something we talked about earlier in the year the quality of that bat was just awful now guy some guys are working account are working counts some guys are jumping ahead early in the count hitting pitches they should be hitting um it's it's just so much better guys that i've talked about before terrell tatum for example He's more patient now. He's not swinging out of his shoes. He's hitting over 300. He had a two-homer game in Game 3 in the Pitt series and had a great series. 
Johnny Butler is hotter than fire right now. He's hitting like 368. <laughs> has has double digit home runs. He was ACC Player of the Week this week. Unbelievable. Seeing the ball great. He's seeing the ball great. Guys like JT Jarrett, for example, who was the only quality bat at the start of the year. His average has dipped some, but he's doing what he needs to do. He's putting the ball in play. He's the guy who's going to put down bunts, move runners. State's at-bats are better. They're The guys who need to go deeper in counts are. The guys who need to get ahead, you know, hit an early pitch are. Uh, credit to Elliot Avent here. Uh, avoid bullpen issues by just not throwing your bullpen. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen him manage so competently. Like, you know, do something... You know, I think traditionally most baseball minds would do. You know, he's not, he's a very, um, we're not, uh, let's see, like over, he, he over manages sometimes. Right. Like he will let somebody throw, I saw him let a guy throw one pitch and then take the guy out. Yeah. Like that, that, that literally has happened with him before. And, well, you know, I just think he's just letting the guys play and it's really paid off dividends. Historically, like obviously in a bullpen, you have the guys like, okay, this guy's going to pitch, this guy's going to throw a lot of innings, these couple guys, whatever. And then historically, Avent's also brought in some guys just because, hey, you know, we've got the pin. Yeah, let's put them in, and it doesn't work. Uh, st- especially the la- on this hot streak, uh, states pitched like three guys out of the pin. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and that's gonna hurt down the road. It will. It's really gonna hurt. But at the same time, state starters been going six, seven innings, yeah. an outing. So like you're throwing them a lot, but it's really not that many pitches. Yeah, and even if they're giving up five runs in a game. It's they're doing enough for state's offense is able to keep them in the ball game. Like, yep. You're not having ten run innings like you were at the beginning of the year, <laughs> and just staying in there and being around to win the game in the end. It's the most important yeah. thing. Let's see, step one, two. Th- state scored double figures in three of their uh, three of their last six, and nine runs in two of those that are in that category as well. So like double digits or nine runs in five of the last six games. It's crazy. It is great. It's, it's a great streak. So big, huge, massive, by far biggest series of the year, and I'm not saying that just because it's the last one, uh, NC State and Florida State. Florida State coming to Raleigh. This is at the Doak. This has a lot riding on it. Uh, State is back in the polls, 22 and 23, respectively. Don't like that. Florida State is 16. Um, this is massive. Florida State currently has a half-game lead on NC State for the three spot. Um, so obviously win the series, you're going to jump up, and you're guaranteed a top four. Uh, how a couple other things unfold, Georgia Tech series is a big one. Keep an eye on that. NC State can get as high as the two seed. Obviously control what you can control, win the series. Um, capacity restrictions, with them being lifted, there is a bigger capacity. If you don't have plans Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, come out to the Doak. This is a massive series, folks. Two night games, too. Yes. Thursday and Friday are both night games, Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. I haven't checked the weather, but let's assume it's going to be good. It's The weather's been fantastic lately. So I can't, unfortunately, go all be in Atlanta watching the Braves play, which they have not been playing nearly as well as NC State has <laughs> lately. So I'm kind of envious of Bobby here. But support the team. They are peaking at the right time. I doubt I'll be able to be there Saturday. So I'm just hoping and praying it's not a rubber match. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, game one, of the, I mean, obviously game one in any series sets the tone. Mm-hmm. But it's but especially in one like this, that that is so, so big. And we'll see, like, you know, how this team will step up in, like, the 
you know, the big moments. Like, yeah. this will be a big foreshadowing of the ACC tournament and then the NCAA tournament as well. And State can't host now because of the COVID right. rules. They could they could have if... If this you know, was a normal year, yeah. State would... Especially if... They swept for State. If State were to win... The, if State were to win this series, it's a good possibility State would be a regional site in a normal year. But, I mean, it's not. So. No. <laughs> uh, so... You know, they might get a really favorable hosting site, though. You know? Last uh, last projection I saw had State... State's probably going to be a two-seed now. Um, had State on the two-line in the Vanderbilt region. Oh, I want God. nothing to do with that. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, don't want that. But State, Florida State, guys, big series. If you can be there, be there. Um, baseball team tweeted out a link today where you can buy tickets or go to gopack.com. Uh you can be there, be there, and hey, you're gonna get you're gonna get to see a live sporting event again. I know a lot of you guys have missed that. Yeah. So if you can be there, be there. Also brings up another interesting question, um, Bobby. Expectations yes. for the ACC tournament <sighs> without disregarding this last series, because we I guess we can talk about that next week. Because and I will be there. That's uh, that was a graduation present. I'm gonna go to ACC baseball tournament, Charlotte. Um, God, mighty. If we make the championship, I'll try to go. See, this is just the thing where. I have no idea what to expect because there have been times we we haven't gotten out of pool play. There have been times we you know playing the championship game. Um, with how hot we are, we have a very good chance to win it. But at the same time, in tournament play, even though I think we're better than these teams, I want nothing to do with Carolina. I want nothing to do with Louisville. I don't want to. Play. Carolina playing good now. Well, they swept Clemson last weekend. Oh boy. And still, and like we swept Carolina, but you know, Carolina in postseason play, different. it's just something different. And there are a couple teams, you know, that I, I don't want to play them. I think we lose in the semis, something like that. It's just typical. There's a possibility if State gets the three, it's the two or the three. Either way, State's pool could be Pitt and Virginia Tech. I am all for that because that's literally when one game and you're on to the next round. You're out of pool play. Wait, really? Yeah. You just won one? Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, because if all three teams go one and one, it goes to the higher seeded team. Ah, makes so, sense. I mean, go ahead and win them both. I don't care. But yeah. either way. So, uh, but yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, six thirty, six thirty, one o'clock. NC State, Florida State, massive series. A lot riding on this one. If you can be there, be there. Changing topics. Uh, our friends over at the Red and White Podcast put out an interesting tweet today. We're going to talk about it. Um, so credit to them. Uh, so you've got $15, okay? Build your own NC State football team. So let's go down through the ranks here. I'll go slow so you can keep up with me, folks. Head coach. So it's going to go $5, Dick Sheridan. $4, Dave Doran. $3, Chuck Amato. $2, Lou Holtz. And $1, Tom O'Brien. Okay, so again, it's five, four, three, two, one. Keep that in mind. Quarterbacks, Philip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Roman Gabriel, Ryan Finley, Mike Glennon. Running backs, T.A. McClendon, Ted Brown, Jalen Samuels, Naheem Hines, and Matt Days. Wide receivers, Torrey Holt, Jericho Cotchery, Kelvin Harmon, Owen Spencer, and Emeka Emezi. Defense, it's just one defensive player, Mario Williams, Bradley Chubb, Nate Irving, Manny Lawson, and Aline McNeil. So if you want to pause that, write all those names down so you can see this yourself, or it's on Twitter, Red and White Podcast tweeted it out. Take a look at it. So we're going to talk about who would our teams be. 
Anderson, I'll let you start with yours. Oh, yeah. So I think Bobby and I agreed on it somewhat of a degree, especially at the quarterback position, because I think that's just obvious. Okay, everybody on the – if you don't <laughs> take Phillip Rivers, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I can see taking Roman, Gabriel, or Russell Wilson. But, you know, the quarterback's the most important position on the field. I no. can't justify taking Mike Glenn or Ryan Finley. No, but and, I'm, and I'm still mad at Russell. I will. Let's go through our teams first. But I do think the way they rank some of these guys at the dollar value yeah, we'll is talk, very much up we'll for talk, debate. We'll talk about that when we finish. Yeah. So, um, for me, coaching. Coaching. This one's easy for me. Lou Holtz is probably the most successful or arguably the best coach that's ever coached in NC State. And he's at $2. I'm snagging him up. I don't <laughs> care how old, long ago he coached. I know that man can probably still coach, even today. Um, Quarterback-wise, Phillip Rivers, obviously. He's the greatest of all time. It'd come through NC State. Russell Wilson, you can make maybe an argument, but legacy-wise, Phillip Rivers, he takes the cake. Um, for me, I still it's college football. I still want a strong running back, so I'm going to take the greatest running back to ever come through NC State, Ted Brown. I can't remember what that leaves me with. Uh, five, Six. nine, eleven. I think I'm at 11 bucks. And then I think I, I sent you my – yeah, here we go. Um, for receiving wise, I wanted to go with, I didn't think Owen Spencer or Mecca Mezzi brought enough value to the table. So I went with Kelvin Harmon because I knew at $1, you're still getting a Lee McNeil on the defensive front. And so you get a leader and you get a fantastic run stopper. So even though I'm missing out on Mario Williams, Bradley Chubb, Nate Irving, Manny Lawson too, I think Lee's still a pretty good choice on defense. And I'm also keeping the playmakers with Phil, um, and especially Ted Brown. So yeah, I really like my list. I like I like that. Um, I'm going with for the head coach, just because I love I love the chest. I'm going with Chuck at three dollars. <laughs> uh, quarterback Philip Rivers, no doubt about it. Um, speed kills two dollars. I like his elusiveness. Naheem Hines from our running back, wide receiver Kelvin Harmon at three. I think that's a good value. You know, throw it up there. Kelvin's going to come down with it. I trust I trust him so much especially working with him for two years. And then and in my lineup, this is the steal. Manny Lawson at $2. Like, come on. Yeah. Granted, I had $2 left, but also, <laughs> come on. Manny Lawson for 2 bucks, Absolutely. So that's mine. Amato Rivers, Naheem Hines, Kelvin Harmon, and Manny Lawson. So sneakily, sneaky value-wise, I think just looking through this list, hopefully you guys are looking at this too, I think Lou Holtz, Mike Glennon at $1, I think is actually a value pick. If you're, if you're going that if you're going that route, I think Naheem's a crazy big value pick. He might be the biggest one on this list, other than Lou Holtz. And Rogers here rise. I think that's pretty accurate the way they listed yeah. it. And then um, I think Aleem and Manny are also value picks yeah. there. So honestly, if somebody were to take Matt Days with a value pick, though, like I couldn't blame him. No, it's one dollar. Matt Days, especially $1. if you're going after Tory Holt and like. Yeah, Philip Rivers. If you want that, like Mad Day's still a quality back here. Yeah, okay. but Naheem at two dollars. Oh yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about this order, some folks. Um, Lou Holtz should be higher than two. Okay, Dick Sheridan's obviously at one. Okay, quarterbacks. I would put Ryan Finley at one, Mike Glennon at two. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's where I was kind of like Mike. If Mike, Mike Glennon had the weapons around him that Ryan Finley did, there's a very four. big <laughs> yeah. There's a very good chance that NC State would have won an ACC championship. Oh yeah, no like, doubt. I, mean, I really do think so, um, especially the clutch factor with Mike. Oh, Ryan yeah. was very questionable when it came down to the last five minutes of a ball game. Yes. So <laughs> running backs. Okay. T.A. McClendon, great. We are, but the fumble problems, unbelievable. How can you not put Ted Brown at five? I don't care how good T.A. was. Yeah. Like, and I'm also thinking J- maybe Naheem's. 
I might put Naheem above T.A. if I'm just yeah. ranking also, running backs. Also, Jalen Samuels was listed as a tight end, just saying. Um. <laughs> I, I don't think Jalen really qualifies as a running back. If you're putting another running back on here, who actually would you put on here? That's what, I, yeah. that's what I'm trying to um, Tony Baker, Andre Brown. Andre Brown. Yeah. Andre Brown, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously every single player on that list is a really good player, but... I think that one could use some adjusting. Yeah. No, it's a really good list, though. Props to the red-white guys. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm guessing this was a collaborative uh-huh. effort here. Receivers, I think they did a pretty good job for. Is, hmm. Yeah, I guess Tom O'Brien's a good fit for the one. I, I don't understand the Lou Holtz thing at two, especially when he's the only guy on this list that won an ACC championship. Yeah. That's what does, that's what confuses me about the, the whole thing. Russell Wilson at four, that's perfect. Remy Gabriel at three. I think they did a really good job on the quarterbacks other than Mike and Ryan. Yeah. So defense, which I I mean, defense, that'd be, that'd be the hardest list, that or QBs, in my opinion, to put on here. Well, there's a lot more guys than the guys just listed on right. here that could be on But four of the five that are on here were D-line guys. I think you could have put Terrell Manning, Audie Cole, David Audie Amerson. Cole. David Amerson would also be. Like, it, well, you know, if you're really talking just – Collegiate stats, or or maybe just singular years. David, David Amerson, Amerson had the greatest year of any. David NC Amerson State. would be the five. Yeah, any <laughs> interstate defensive player. If you're looking at one singular year, so it's a good list, really good, good list. Do you think Jericho Cotri is good at four? You think that's that's where he deserves to be? That, I think that's I think that's good. I think you might be able to replace him with Corn Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you could have the debate that Kelvin could be the four there, too. Yeah, it's definitely up for debate. I think you need to take out Mecca, because I just... Yeah, like... He didn't even have that great of a year last year. And, and he's still in school. That too. Is he the only guy on here that's still in school? Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, I, I would have put um a lot of different guys on here. I would have put TJ Graham on here. Yeah. Owen Spencer was good, but from that era, I would have put Jarvis Williams on here. Or TJ Graham over Owen. Yeah, or him, too. It's, it's, a, it's a fun list. It's uh, I, th- I like our teams, and uh, it's kind of weird, but I think Dave Doran does belong at the f- I think four of the three. Four of the three. He's top half. He, he's <laughs> definitely jumped Chuck in legacy-wise, in my opinion. I he, think he's I think he's at the four. I think that's the right spot for him. If we're talking about football expectations this year, I mean, he could be the five if things go well, as he well could. as they could go. So... Could. Exciting time for NC State football. Basketball, Bobby and I were talking oh, about this before the recording. It's great. <laughs> I, we do not have as much, nearly as much faith in basketball as we do in football right now. Hey, so. but, hey folks, you've heard about me. You, and if you know me before we even started the podcast, you know that ain't new for me. It's not, well, I'm not saying it's brand new for Anderson either, but I've been on the Daddy Dave train for a long time and not on this Kevin Keats is a winner crap. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that moves us on to the um, last thing, like uh, topic, I guess we were going to talk about. But how has your opinion of NC State sports changed since we've been in school? Um, it has changed, definitely. I think everyone's has, to yeah. a degree. At least um, the people I know in sport management. And gra- granted, our, our opinions are going to be different from a lot of other people who graduated this yes. past year. Mine speci- specifically is from a football standpoint, especially football. Because, you know, being around it for two years, you know, seeing how everything works, seeing why they put guys in different places, do I agree with all of it? No. But I know, you know, this was this was this guy's decision. This was his decision. This isn't on, this one, this decision is on Dorn. This isn't. Like, 
that kind of stuff. Um, there's some stuff that happens. I definitely, as a whole, I definitely don't get like as mad and as worked up as I used to. Nope. Um, some things don't annoy me as much. Some things annoy me more because I know what happens. Um, so that that definitely, uh, I don't have as much of a fan's outlook on it anymore for yeah. from football. And I try to and I try to take that with other sports as well. Except basketball, I I, I still get really mad at basketball. <laughs> I completely agree with you there. I, I think my opinion just from football, working with the football team, has completely changed the outlook. I'm, like I'm not as emotionally invested for some reason. Right. Looking at it because. I mean, I know what our true potential is, and I think our peak, the greatest thing NC State can aspire to be is winning an AC championship once every 10 years. Yeah. Like, realistically. And especially with Clemson being in the conference now, that should be your goal. Like, just to tr- give yourself a chance to try and beat them and somehow pull off a miracle. Which we did our first two years of college. Yeah. We gave ourselves yeah. that chance. There, there was a chance every year, and there should be a chance this year. There will be yeah. a chance because Clemson's going to be the first ACC game. So yeah, That's at our place, too. Yep, that's going to it's be, gonna be jumping. At, that's going to be jumping. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a fantastic game. But um, basketball definitely has not changed. And at, to me, especially with how refs control so much of the game in basketball, I just get very irritated when state <laughs> when there's like a big run or a like a um, – a, I don't know if that just cut off. Anyways, like I get <laughs> really worked up if they're like three pointer after three pointer is just draining in on us, or someone's abusing us in the paint, and I feel like I can do nothing to stop it. Yep, it's just <laughs> it's terrible. I, I I act like a baby over basketball, and I I don't think anything's ever going to change. But it's that. also because basketball. I'm not, I'm not saying basketball is a simple game to coach. Basketball is simpler to coach than football. Yes, and. Oh, it's just so frustrating because <laughs> I, I there's so many staff there's so many so levels things. you have to execute on football versus basketball. Like right. like there's just so many things going into it. Like a special team's mistake can cost you a football game. Right. If someone hits a three pointer in your face, you go back down and score in five seconds. Yep. It's there's a lot bigger consequences when a mistake happens in football. But when it happens repeatedly. That gets annoying. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then we'll, we'll go big three here. Baseball point of view. My 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 stance on baseball hasn't changed because I mean you all know I'm a huge baseball guy. I've played forever. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't really changed. No, nothing's course. changed on baseball for me other than like I expect it to go. It, anything that that can possibly go wrong will go wrong for NC State baseball in the postseason. Oh, I still have that mindset. Yeah, that, that, that's me. That's me for baseball. Not as much football now. Like I really do think that the trajectory of this program is it's, it's, it's good. Up. It is going up, and I think the longer the Doran's here, I mean, we've kept him around for this long. I don't see the point in getting rid of him. He, he's shown he can – He we've been there. We've been at the moment where we could take that next step to be – to bring home some hardware, some serious yeah. hardware. And it's just just takes one game. It really it's really just gonna take one game, one win against pretty much Clemson, and yeah. everything can change. We've we've been close. We've been close. Um in these next couple years, the next two opportunities, I believe. So we'll see what happens. Um basketball, oh boy. We got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes we do. And I think next year is gonna be very, very difficult. Um in basketball news today, some big news just broke. Yeah, Shaquille Moore transferring to Mississippi State. Mississippi State is recruiting Tobacco Road because they have Garrison Brooks, too. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So, 
Mississippi State might be pretty good next year. <laughs> they might be. Uh, immediate impact, I don't know how much of a difference he's going to make, like, short term. But long term, he's going to be good. <laughs> yes, he will. I mean, you guys know our stance on that. He was the one guy that we didn't want. And I feel like that was the case for most of the fan base, that you didn't want to lose. Man, he, he'll always have that dunk over Carolina. And yep. the crazy thing is, uh, I think there's a, some tournament that state basketball will be playing in, and Mississippi State is in the field. So most likely, Shaquille Moore is going to be dunking over Manny Bates at some oh point. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Oh, boy. You know it's going to happen. I'm already getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, goodness gracious. Uh, so let's jump into the usual topics. Uh, we'll start with locks. Canes, baby. Canes. I like the Canes winning this series in five games. That's going to be my lock. Uh, just the Canes winning the series against the Predators. PNC's going to be popping tonight, and I wish I could Pop be it. there. Uh, I'll try to go to the game on Wednesday. Uh, tickets are were really only 60 bucks for upper level, so I was very intrigued on spending uh, some money on that. I checked last night. I did check game one. I didn't click game two. Uh, I clicked for game one, and all of the upper level tickets were triple digits. For yeah, um, that's because of scalpers. I was talking. The Canes sold them directly at first, and mm. uh, we, I was on at twelve o'clock. Almost pulled the trigger a couple times, but then the seats got bought. So, ooh, <laughs> tough, tough, tough for me. Um, yeah, but Canes best team. We said this on the last episode. Best team that they fielded since the Cup team. Expectation should be to make the Stanley Cup final. They had the most points in the NHL. Yeah, that's, or yeah. well, second. Most. I think the some other team won the President's Trophy or whatever whatever it is. Did we blow it? Anyway, yeah, we did. We lost the last two games in Nashville. Ironically. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, I like the pick. I think the Canes will win the series. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I know somebody going to the game on Wednesday. Um, my lock, this is stupid, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Ride or die, baby. Uh, Nationals, uh, Cubs tonight have a couple guys returning to the friendly confines. Uh, I'm taking the Nationals tonight at plus 180, I believe it is. Um, John Lester on the bump, former Cubby. Kyle Schwarber going back to the friendly confines, who's been hot the past few games. I'm taking the Nationals to win it. Love it. Love the pick. Hopefully we're going 2-0 this week. We're 1-1 one one last week because Bobby's an idiot. Yes. Betting yes, on the Nationals, is. actually. So, Yeah, that's why I said I don't. I shouldn't do it. 2-0 <laughs> and o this week. That's the mentality. Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready um, to roll. Let's start with, uh, you know, we'll mix it up. Instead of best thing we saw, let's start with dumbass of the week. Dumbass of the week. This one's easy. We're just going to say Russell Wilson, but we already talked about him. Um, Huskar and Noah, pitcher for the Braves, had an ERA in the two twos so far this year. Um... I think he gave up three runs in his last start, got pretty upset with himself, and punched a bench. Ended up breaking his hand, so he's out for two months. Uh, yeah, talk about hurting the team and um, just being a total, total dumbass. Um, this one's pretty self-explanatory, folks. Anoa, dude, come on. And, like, I'll be thankful if he gets back to his old form. Like, you know, you're sitting out two months during the season with a broken hand, which is your pitching hand. <laughs> I... I I'm beyond pissed. This Brave season has been, I wouldn't say a nightmare so far, but it has not been fun. NL East, baby. Woohoo! <laughs> NL East. Yeah. That's what yeah. I have to call it. Phew. It's just bad. Very bad. Anyway, my dumbass of the week. Yeah. I was not on alert. I was not looking for stupid people this week. I was too worried about graduation. So I'll give it to myself for not looking <laughs> because I am I'm a person who critiques everything I see. Uh, usually, usually. 
<laughs> so myself, I was not on. Uh, I was not on my toes. Um, best things we saw. Best thing I saw. Um, this one's easy. Uh, mask mandate being lifted. Life's basically mm. back to normal. We're close. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. At least sporting events. The Canes game is going to be as people are going to let as many people in as they can. You know, per the NHL guidelines, not the CDCs or the governments. So it's going to be packed. I think twelve, thirteen thousand people are going to be there. Apparently, Governor Cooper is going to be one of the siren sounders tonight. So that's a little over fifty. We'll be interested to see the reaction, mm. since there'll be sports fans in there. Oh, brother, this guy uh, stinks. <laughs> Maybe I, SpongeBob. I think it'll be a mix of cheers and, and very loud boos as well. So that'll be interesting. Best to thing observe. I saw. Getting to see myself and all my friends turn the tassels on Saturday. That was awesome. Fantastic moment. Super proud. Happy to be here. Yeah. It was really weird when Bobby tried to kiss me when we turned the tassel. So. I missed. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Any questions, comments, concerns? You know where to find us. Uh, we're going to be back on a regular schedule. Once again, our apologies. Been a busy, busy couple weeks. Um, Anderson, any final comments before we head out? Future of the podcast is looking bright, guys. We got a little bit of time on our hands, and um, sports is going to be very intriguing over the next two weeks as well, especially with the Canes playing in NC State baseball season winding to a close. And then we get into the dog days of summer where we can just talk about whatever the heck we want to. And uh, that should be pretty fun, too. Baseball, golf, and stupid stories on the horizon. Yes, we still haven't done our manager stories episode, so we are definitely going to try to put that out this summer. (laughs) That'll be a good one. That will be a good one. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate the support. Thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate you. As always, go Pack.